Well, while the Aces are still in Arizona, Neil Williams has lost his job at the newspaper through trying to prove that City Alderman Marsh was responsible for the crooked real estate deal in which Mr. Race lost his money. Mike Schwartz, the private detective who can prove that Neil's story is right, has disappeared, thus apparently ending Neil's chances of helping Mr. Race recover his loss. This episode is in alternate scenes between the newspaper office and the office of Mr. Peabody. First to the newspaper editorial room where we find Neil and Cokey just entering. Listen. Right through here, Cokey. My office is right over there next to the morgue. Morgue? Gee, dead body? No, no. It's where they keep the file. Oh, gee, I wished I was a newspaper reporter, Neil. Well, there ought to be an opening here now that they gave me the gate. Yeah. Only I'd have to learn how to run a typewriter first, wouldn't I? Uh, among other things. And by the time I learned, they might have somebody else. No, I guess i better stick to bouncing. <laughs> you got something there, Cokey. It's better to bounce than be... Bu- uh, hello, Ed. Hi, Neil. I say, I didn't expect to see you around. I heard a rumor you quit yesterday. The rumor was slightly exaggerated. I got fired. Say, that's tough. Well, I can always say I used to be a newspaper man myself once. Ed, this is a friend of mine, Cokey. Came along to help me pick up my books and papers. How do you do? I'm pleased to meet your acquaintance. Come on, Cokey, right in this way. Gee, this is a swell office you got. A swell office I had, Jimmy. I hate to leave the old joint, but then... Oh, well, let's get this over with, Cokey. Hmm? Yeah, but... Now, let me see. I want to take those books over there on that shelf and everything in the top drawer of that filing cabinet. Okay, I can carry you all that. And there's a lot of stuff in my desk here that I ought to sort out. Boy, what a mess this is. Papers and clips and pictures. That's the trouble with having a desk of your own. There always comes a time when you have to clean it out. I got all these books and things, Neil. See, here's a whole drawer full of clippings of my stories. That series of yarns I did on the waters and flood. And the Simmons case. Oh, and that Whitehall investigation. Boy, those were some swell stories, if I do say so myself. I hate to throw them away. Well, I guess I might as well dump the whole drawer in the wastebasket. Hey, <laughs> hey, thumbs away. You're cluttering up my life with them. They don't mean anything to anybody but me, and I don't want them. Maybe not, but I do. Can I have a meal? Well, you surprise me, Cokie. I didn't know you were one of my fans. Fans? Isn't that why you want these clips? To keep a scrapbook or whatever? It is? Oh, no. I'm going to give them to my landlady to start fire oh, with. Why did I have to ask? Come in. Mr. Peabody, Mr. Marsh is here to see you. Uh, Marsh? Uh, oh, send him in. Uh, send him in. Yes, sir. Will you go right into Mr. Peabody's office, Mr. Marsh? Thank you, young lady. Hello, Peabody. Tom, what's the matter? Huh? Has something happened? Close that door, Tom. What is it, Tom? What have they done? I'll take it easy, Peabody. Be calm. No, but something's wrong or you wouldn't come here. What, what, what is it? Well, something is wrong, Peabody, but don't get excited about it now. Now, listen. Mike Schwartz has skipped. Mike Schwartz? I just got word a few minutes ago that he's left town. I don't understand, Tom. Why should that concern us? Don't you get it? He's no. the man that tipped me off. Neil Williams was snooping into our railroad avenue deal. I know, but now, I don't Now, Leo, what... ten to one, he went back to Williams and sold out to him. Oh. At Williams's paper, starting an investigation, and Schwartz decided to get out of town while the getting was good. Oh, why the double And the fact that he got out in such a hurry proves that the story's about ready to break. We've got to act fast, Peabody. We'll be ruined, Tom. We'll have to get out of town right now. We'll... No, wait, we... wait. Don't get excited, Peabody. But we can't sit here and wait for the paper to come out with a story. We're not waiting. We're going to stop that story. Stop it? 
We can't. Just remember this, Peabody. Every man has his price, and this man Williams is no exception. Oh, I... There's only one way to stop this story. That's to buy him off. Yeah, but he, but he may want too much, Tom. If it takes every cent we made on that Railroad Avenue deal, it's still cheaper than public disgrace, isn't well, it? Well, I... I... There's no time to quibble over a few dollars, Peabody. Let's get in touch with Williams. Uh, all right. All right, we'll go right over to the newspaper. No, no, we can't be seen going in there to talk to him. Right. Get him on the phone. Tell him to come over here. Well, if you think it's the wise thing to do, Tom. Miss Taylor... Get me Neil Williams at the post. Yes, Williams. Neil, Williams, and Harry. I'm explaining about that girl. The way her voice sounded when I mentioned Williams. She knows something, Tom. I know she knows. Oh, does. don't let your imagination run away with your Peabody. Be calm. Relax. Oh, relax. Before the day's over, we'll have this man Williams bought off, and we won't have a thing to worry about. Not a thing. All right, Sophie. Get everything. Yeah. Thanks for giving me all them clippings and things. It's a pleasure. Now grab those books and let's get out of here. Well, there's your phone ringing, Neil. Yeah, I hear it. Come on, let's go. Ain't you going to answer it? Not me. I don't work here anymore. Come on, I'm holding the door open for you. Yeah, but somebody ought to answer it, Neil. All right, go ahead and answer it then. But tell them I'm not here, you understand? Okay. Uh, Just a minute, telephone, till I put this stuff down. Hello? He ain't here. No, he ain't here. Oh, hello, Betty. No, he ain't here. He Who said... is it, Betty? Here, give me that phone. But you said you ain't here. Here. Hello, Betty? What's on your mind? You want to talk to me? Sure, put him on. Who is it? Hello? Yes, this is William. Why, yes, I've got a few minutes. Sure, all right. I'll, I'll drop over right away. Right. Boy, something popped. I didn't hear that. You stay thing. here a few minutes, Koki. I gotta go over to Peabody's office. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe you better come with me. For all I know, I might be walking into a trap. Okay, I'm right with you, Neil. Probably Williams now. Now get out of it as cheap as you can, Tom. You let me do the talking, Peabody, and it won't cost us too much. Uh, come in. Mr. Williams is here, Mr. Peabody. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, have him come in. Right this way, Mr. Williams. Thank you. Yes, thank you. What's that man doing in here? He's the fellow who used to hang around my office. Get him out of here. Get him out. Just a minute. If I stay here, he does. We have a very confidential matter to discuss with you, Mr. Williams. I'm sorry, but frankly, I don't trust you two gentlemen. I prefer having a bodyguard. Yeah, that's me, a bodyguard. I won't have him in here. Get him out. Don't get excited, Peabody. He won't do any harm. He's obviously a moron. I'm very charmed to have the pleasure of your acquaintance. Thanks. Though your feeling regarding the necessity of a bodyguard is ridiculous, Mr. Williams. Mm-hmm. Mr. Peabody and I merely wish to discuss a little business with you. Yes, we've got to have that story. Oh, wait a minute, Peabody. You agreed that I'd do the talking. Yes, but we've got to... Uh, yeah, yeah, all right, Tommy. Go ahead. Uh, Mr. Williams, it's come to our attention that you've been conducting, a, well, shall we say, an investigation for your newspaper. That's right. Only you don't work for the paper anymore. Uh, Peabody, you... this, Koki. Okay, Neil. As you were saying, Mr. Mark? I don't need to tell you, Mr. Williams, that this situation is decidedly embarrassing to me. In my entire political career, I've never before been subjected to a trumped-up newspaper scandal. Well? If Mr. Peabody and I actually had been involved in bra- <coughs> wrongdoing, I should be the first to suggest an investigation, Mr. Williams. But under the circumstances where you have no facts to support your story, I feel that you're doing me a grave injustice by bringing my name into an affair where I must, by all that is right, be proved innocent. You don't need to talk, Just Freddy. Just Marsh. You say you're innocent. It might interest you to know that I've got the facts. Well, you think they're facts, my man, but I'm sure you're mistaken. You're wrong there. I'll tell you what I've got. 
I've got written evidence that you own that land that you were voting to buy for the city. Oh, Mr. I've Wigan. got written proof that you sent Mr. Ace out of town to prevent his testifying in a possible investigation. And what's more, I've got a written statement from Mike Schwartz that you tried to scare me out of the investigation, and I've got proof that the deed to that property is right in this office. My secretary, I knew she was up to something. You keep Betty's name out yes, of this. What? Keep all names out of this, Mr. Williams. I see you know a little more than I anticipated. All right, let's be frank. How much is it worth to keep this matter out of your paper? You trying to buy me off? Well, no, hardly that, Mr. Williams. I'm merely suggesting that for a small fee, you might consider uh-huh. forgetting this little affair and devoting your attention to matters more worthy of your very fine newspaper. Now, uh, how much do they pay you over the post? Well, he don't work that. Get out of this, Kogi. My bottom price, Mr. Marsh, is $25,000. What? Why, my oh, good man. $25,000, it said. Exactly what you swindled Mr. Ace out of. You can take it or leave it. Wait, Scott, Tom, we can't uh, afford it. There's no time to cripple, Peabody. Make him out a check. Well, well, if you think it's wise. Oh, I knew we'd regret this. Oh, well, our understanding is that this entire matter is to be dropped. That no one is to know I own that property on Railroad Avenue, and there's to be no scandal of any kind. Here's your check, William. Thank you. $5,000, correct. And do I have your assurance that not a word about this will appear in your paper? Don't worry, he don't work for the paper anymore. What? He what? got fired yesterday. Come, get that check back. Get it back. Let me have it. Oh, no, you don't. Uh, oh, oh, you killed him. Yeah, and you're next. Wait a minute, Koki. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't. Let me get out of here. Oh, no, you don't. Koki, Koki, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stay here. Okay, Neil. I just wanted to scare him. That's Neil, Neil, what happened? Oh, look, Mr. Marsh. He's, He's okay. He'll come out of it all right. Yeah, and it looks like we're all going to come out of it all right, Betty. Look, a check for 25000 every cent that Ace lost. Oh, that's marvelous. Marsh admitted that he and Peabody were swinging that Railroad Avenue deal. Then you've got your job back, Neil. How do you figure that? I still can't prove it to the paper. Oh, yes, you can. You see Mr. Peabody's dictaphone here by his desk? His dictaphone? Sure, but... When I brought you in, I turned it on. It's been making a record of everything that was said in here. Betty... Then I can take the record for evidence. The paper will have to believe me. They'll hire me back and they'll run the story. Boy, is everything swell. Except one thing. Maybe Betty won't have a job no more. Don't now. worry about that. I'll get you one at the paper. Somebody over there must need a secretary. In fact, I need one myself. Take a letter, Betty. To whom? Jane and Ace, out in Arizona. Dear, everything is, uh, what will I say? I got it. Everything is forgiven. Forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> And so Neil has finally succeeded in recovering Mr. Ace's loss. Now, if he and Marge can recover the Ace's house, a pleasant surprise will greet them when they return. But we'll learn more about that when next we meet the Easy Aces.